and welcome to our podcast, friends. We're doing it, Matt. We're going to make a podcast. So uh, welcome to Ballot Boxing, where Matt and Christina, friends you don't know yet, talk about the Oscar Best Picture nominees. Usually Matt and I try to watch all 10 nominees prior to the Oscars airing, discuss them amongst ourselves. So now we're just going to record those discussions. Yes, drop in. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride. It's it's called ballot boxing because we are going to verbally spar over the candidates. Discussion will be a plenty. Fantastic. Well, let's get started. Hi, honey. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> so uh, last night we decided to rewatch. We are that dedicated to this podcast project that even though we watched everything everywhere all at once about six months ago. Yep. We decided to watch it again so that it was fresh in our minds for the podcast. My, my dedication is because I may not have done anything more fun than this in such a really long time. I'm Agreed. really enjoying this. I'm Agreed. really having fun with you. Agreed. I'm glad that there are a few people out there that are listening. Agreed. We have, we'd, like to, we'd like to do a little shout out. We'd like to do a shout out to our listeners in Ireland. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> and uh, Do you know what you're supposed to say? No. And the rest of the day to you. And Oh, I love that. Don't, don't do an accent, Christina. Uh, It'll come out Jamaican. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, where else did we have listeners? That was our most international listeners. Yeah, there were quite a few across Canada. There's some weirdos in Winnipeg, apparently, that are yeah, listening to us. and some in Niagara Falls. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's great. So thank you for listening. Um, so, so we decided to rewatch this movie so that it was fresh in our minds. I'm so glad we did because there were like key parts of it that I had completely forgotten about. I kind of remembered like the gist of it and that was it. Yeah, there was there was a lot there was so much to take in that it was sort of like drinking from a fire hose the yes. first time we saw it. It was just there's so much there. I know that I had something to drink, but I know I missed a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that this time around a second viewing allowed us to see some subtler details, some foreshadowing, yes. some thematic things that weren't necessarily as apparent the first time through. The first time through it is like very admittedly quite chaotic. Yes, and uh I had because I like to, I don't know what the word is, project or like try to figure things out. My brain went into prob problem solving mode from the first scene. Uh, and I thought, oh, this is like, the, I, I had, because I had no idea. I went into this movie completely blind. I had no idea what it was about. Uh, I went that part through the looking glass when it starts off and you see them like they're doing karaoke and they're singing together. And then it, it switches and there's, uh, it goes to, you go, you literally go, through the looking glass into what they're dealing with at that moment in time. Right. Um, I immediately went into like, oh, this is like science fiction. It's going to be, and it is kind of, but it's, I, I went in a different direction. I was thinking that they were going to like kidnap somebody and take them to a different universe or something. So from the beginning, I thought I had like a clear idea of what it was about. And then it, that idea kept changing. And this time, knowing what I knew from watching the whole thing through, uh, I, it was a much more linear viewing experience for right. me this time. Yeah, your brain keeps trying to process what's happening and it's not really a processable no. movie. It needs to be it needs to be experienced the first time. So basically we're recommending watch it twice. Plot summary. Matt's gonna do this one because I don't think I could. Okay, so there's two ways to summarize the plot. I think one is to to say really simply, this is a story about a, a family. Uh it's about mothers and daughters, it's about husbands and wives and it's about sort of the things that don't get said in relationships. I think that's thematically what it's all about, right? Um, if you look at the relationship Michelle Yoke's character has to her father, right? She's got uh, sort of longstanding um, problems with the way that he's treated her, right? Um, 
the imposition of him coming back to the, the coming to the United States and imposing upon their family and the laundromat that they own and the, um, is a problem. There's obviously marital tension between Michelle Yeoh and her husband, played by Ki Kwan, whose name is Waymond. Um, and then there's also tension between Michelle Yeoh and her daughter. And it's all about things that aren't getting said. Um, so that that's one way to read it. Another way to read it, the more complicated way to read it, is that um, Michelle Yeoh and her family um, are at the center of a multi-universal war. war between an entity that has been created by one of Michelle Yeoh's alternate identities um, in a parallel universe. And the entity that she created called Jobu Topaki is her daughter. And so in a different universe. Yeah, in the multiverse, she must fight her daughter. And her daughter has become an all-knowing, all-powerful being who, with access to infinite knowledge, knowing everything everywhere all at once, worth the titling. Mm-hmm. Um, has decided that all existence is meaningless and that the only way to make herself happy is to nullify her own existence by disappearing. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's about the bond between the mother and daughter and not being not being willing to let go and going to continue to fight for that relationship to exist across dimensions, no matter the cost, that this is what matters the most to them, which has the big emotional payoff at the end, mm-hmm. um, which I won't spoil what happens, but um, I think that's, does that reasonably summarize the plot? Do you I think? think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I was watching this, the thing that I thought about, and I thought you'd relate to this really well, is this reminds me a lot of the Star Trek The Next Generation episode where Picard um, has some sort of head injury or sees a flash of light. I can't remember what it's called, but it's wide, widely regarded as the best episode. And he lives an entire life, an entire lifetime. He has a marriage, has a family um, in the space of what in... The time that he, time frame he left was just a moment, but he he lives another fifty or sixty years and has this entire full experience, um, and it reminded me of that this idea of like seeing what your life could have been. Mm-hmm. I think that was um, one of the, the obviously key themes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what could have been the choices not made, and essentially the Michelle Yeoh character that we're with um, is they say is the one who's made every decision has gone wrong. She's sort of like the bottom point of all the possible existences of her character, um, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And so like, she gets a chance to see all these alternate versions of what her life could have been, what her relationships could have been. And they're all more successful in air quotes, in one way or another than the life that she's living. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, what she really wanted was the life, the path that she was on. Um, It's called the inner light was the episode. Of Um, Star Trek. Yeah. And it's, it's a really good one. So, I mean, the question I have for you is, I mean, like multiverse uh, time traveling uh, is is thematically coming up a lot in movies recently. Is this something that engages you as a viewer? Do you care at all about this kind of thing? Yes, because I'm a science fiction nerd at my heart. And so I loved, I really like, I'm sure that it was a concept before sliding doors, but like saying like, oh, that's your sliding, that's a sliding doors moment is a is something I say in my life. And many nine times out of 10 people give me a blank look when I say that, but it's just that idea of being able to go back and pick a moment where you had to make a big decision or a big decision was made for you and see how your life would have turned out if that hadn't happened or you had made a different decision. Like if you went into teaching instead of pursuing a career in journalism. That's right. Or I'm going to throw this in there. I often think back to the moment that I was crowned fair queen, right? Like that's, that's a dumb 
people think that's a dumb moment, but it was a pivotal moment in my life. What would have happened if I, would my life be the same if I, if that hadn't happened? Cause it was a huge boost of confidence. Okay. And I wonder if it, if it would have been the same or not. Uh, and I what think, is, what is a fair queen for our listeners? Oh, stop. So a fair queen is a representation of your local agricultural society's fair that represents the fair at different events and eventually goes on to compete for Ms. Fair Canada, where I did not win. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You get to wear a crown and a sash, and it's super fun. But the the point is, it's like watershed moments. We yes. all have watershed moments. This movie's about those watershed moments and what happens in the aftermath. Yeah. No, I really, I really like that. I like it in everything, and I really liked it in this movie. Okay. And what about um, you know, something that's featured prominently in this? Is there's a lot of hand to hand fighting, a lot of kung fu. Um, how about that? Did that engage you? Did that interest you? No. That's the least least interesting part of this movie to me. And why is that? I. I don't like fighting. I don't know. It's not not something that I find. I find it like physically impressive, but not something that I need to watch to understand that it's physically impressive. Right. I just I think of it as like you enjoy a film that has uh, dance numbers mm -hmm. and choreography that way. But is it the violence that that turns you Probably. off? Is it the like lack of stakes in the violence where like somebody gets punched and they fall down and then they just jump back up again and start fighting again? I never really thought about it. I think that I just don't find it entertaining. I, and it probably is the violence at the end of the day that I don't uh, identify with. Mm -hmm. But like dancing and singing to me is much more entertaining, even with the same physicality as Kung Fu than Kung Fu ever could be. Michelle Yeoh's physicality um, is is not unlike a dancer, right? Like she mm -hmm. she is very technically proficient, very smooth, very graceful. Um, and so that's, that's what I was thinking of often was that there's some of the fights are so heavily choreographed. Mm -hmm. The same thing with Ki Kwan playing her husband, Wayman. I love the name mm -hmm. is um, that they, they look dancer like dancer esque, yes. um, And I thought it was really elegant yes. um, and staged really interestingly well, and creatively I too. I didn't tune out in the Kung Fu parts. I tuned in more than I tune in in other Kung Fu movies. Um, but I still didn't enjoy it. Matthew, should we take a quick break? Sure. Okay, quick break. We'll be right back. Hi there. Hi. So, uh, okay, so we're on to our, our consistent themes. Uh, what did we like? I liked a lot about this movie. Me too. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Can I, I'll go through my list and then I think sure. you have more to say. Sure. So I'm just going to list things off. I thought... Um, that the acting performances, which you can speak to as well, mm -hmm. were all excellent. Um, I thought that the duality of the characters, that Michelle Yeoh is both the put-upon immigrant mother uh, and wife and business owner, and her exhaustion is palpable. And that's sort of contained all the way through the movie. Like, no matter what version of herself she is, she's always kind of that. But I thought that Ki Kwan um, had... You know, blinking in and out of one sort of phase into another he's he's ridiculous as the husband Wayman but then Alpha Wayman is like this suave debonair type I thought that was awesome uh, I thought that Stephanie Sue as the daughter was really good mm -hmm. um, she really captures the like the pouting sad girl and then the omnipotent omnipresent omniscient I'm not I'm not using the right word Jobu Topaki mm -hmm. is she's having a lot of fun there. I mm -hmm. thought that was really cool. Um, other things that I liked, I liked the mothers and daughters theme. Right, I found it touching, mm -hmm. even though I'm neither a mother nor a daughter. <laughs> um, I thought it was really good. Um, I I liked uh, the multiversal element of it. I found 
well, we can talk about it later, the things we maybe didn't like as much. But I think the acting performances are really good. Um, maybe you want to speak to the comedy, the absurdity, because I think it worked a little better for you than it did for me. I did really enjoy that. With the, I want to get back to the, the actors, but first let's talk about the, the crazy parts. I actually forgot, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler, but you can keep listening. We have friends who are saying they're not listening until they watch the movie. <laughs> I don't want everybody to listen. Um, the the hot dog fingers. I had forgotten about that. How does one forget about hot dog fingers? And then uh, the rock universe. I forgot about that too. And I just can't believe that it was about halfway through and I thought, oh yeah. Oh yeah, they turned to rocks at one point. I so looked forward to that part. And pinatas and yeah. drawings. and Yeah. And then I was reading on the trivia that they actually had a universe where Michelle Yeoh was a strand of spaghetti. And in that universe, her daughter is a son. And I suspect that's why it got cut because it would have been too complicated that in one universe, she has a son and one, she's a daughter. Like it just, that, she, that in every universe, she had a daughter and they were the same people, right? Mm -hmm. So like different people, but the same looking people. So uh, I thought that that's maybe why it got cut, but it just sounded like it would have been funny. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, and, and it made me laugh. Like it's, there, there's so much in this movie that is like, that's sad or touching. And that part is just like a breath of fresh air. Somebody opened a window. Thank God. And oh. it's not stuffy anymore. Okay. I, one of the other things I thought, I'd just speak to this quickly in absurdity is that in order for people to access the memories or the, the skills of their multiversal equivalents, they have to do these random bizarre things mm -hmm. like eat a piece of gum off the bottom of a table or pee their pants or put Purell in their eyes or put Purell in their eyes. But there was, there was one that I thought was like a bridge too far and I'm not like a puritanical prude, but I thought the, the awards that looked like butt plugs were, yeah, were that I thought that was a bridge too far. Like I thought it was a little bit too silly. Mm -hmm. Um, and similarly when she's beating the guys up with the, when, when, um, Stephanie Sue's character, Jobu, is, turns the nunchucks into dildos. See, they're I like thought, three feet long. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. And I actually recommended it to friends at work today based on that scene. I was yeah. like, oh, you would really like this because there's a fight scene involving two dildos. And I think you would think that oh was my God. hilarious. Could you, was, is, it, is this movie in 3D? Could you imagine in oh. 3D that coming at you? That's swinging around. Thank you, no. <laughs> Thank you, no. Okay. Um, anything else? Oh, you, you wanted to talk about the actors. What about... Um, uh, Oh my goodness, Jamie Lee Curtis, the Scream Queen. What do you She's think? Ridiculous! Like it's so. It was such when we the first time we watched it, I didn't know who was in it because, like I said, I went into this totally blind, blind, more blind than I think any movie I've ever seen, especially one that's popular and, and ends up getting nominated for an Oscar or for several Oscars. Um, so yeah, she's fantastic in it, and I think that the only person who could beat her out for best supporting actress is Stephanie Sue who is so good in this. And I agree with you having so much fun. And my favorite part about her character isn't her acting ability. It's the fashion. The oh, yeah. fact that she changes her fashion constantly because she can, and she's just pulling from all these different things and the makeup and the, like all of it is just so on point and so good that her, how she looks mirrors how she's looking on the inside or is the direct opposite of how she's looking on the inside. I love that. Yeah. Costuming was next level mm -hmm. for sure especially mm -hmm. for that character yes yeah um okay the mothers and daughters had that resonate with you yeah yeah like i said i found it touching and and um like it's 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 nice to watch and it's nice that it has a, a positive resolution i'm not going to give away the ending but it's uh it's a happy ending and mm -hmm. i you know me i like a happy ending don't don't leave me not knowing and don't leave me sad so those are i i did 
this is a movie that I was surprised that I liked. But then when I th- sit back and think about all the elements that go into it, it's really not surprising that I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything, anything else you like? Anything else worth mentioning? Nothing that you did mention already. No. Okay. I don't think we said enough about Jamie Lee Curtis. She is very good. Yeah. And, and I like, think totally... sort of a courageous performance. Yes. To be like in that hideous yellow on yellow mm-hmm. and the blunt bangs and the, the, the haircut and everything. And out of nowhere. Yeah. Like th- this was not a movie that anyone thought was going to do any, any wonders, did they? Uh, it was highly regarded because the Daniels, the directors um, have like, a, I think there's a cult following out there. I think the people knew about what they did. They've made some short films that had the same sort of absurdist premise. I just mean that Jamie Lee Curtis would have seen this as like, I, I'm going to go do an art film with these friends of mine who make movies versus this is going to be a huge hit that's going to get nominated for Oscars. Possibly. I don't possibly. think anybody thought that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think outside of the Halloween remakes that mm-hmm. have happened in the last few years. I'm not sure what else Jamie Lee Curtis has done recently. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I should know better. I should know what she's been doing. But I think this is, this is a bit of a, a, a late career renaissance for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Um, and it's out of the normal range yes. because she's decidedly unsexy yes. and, and sex appeal had always been her thing. So um, again, I think I don't want to sound like you're courageous if you're not in full glamour makeup, but it is a courageously mm-hmm. um, uh, performance because um she's she's sort of vulnerable mm-hmm. and and grotesque yes but yeah in a lot of, in a lot of universes yeah yeah okay but ultimately likable yeah in our universe which is all that really matters yeah in the yeah, end. yeah yeah it's great serious but but ultimately not that bad of a person mm-hmm. yeah okay so how about things that didn't work for you anything i don't know i have to think about it okay well, why are you, you thinking things? about i do i do um i found that it was really exposition heavy mm-hmm. there was a lot of explaining how the multiverse works. That doesn't bother me though. Yeah. I, need, I need someone to explain to me. I need <clears throat> handsome version of her husband. I need Alpha Waymond to tell me about what the hell is going on in this crazy place. Right. But at the end, I am even with all the exposition, I'm not sure that I totally got it. Um, like we're smart, clever people. We've seen this Are movie we? twice. Oh, I mean, <laughs> within reason. You know, we like to think we toot our own horns a little bit, but I'm, um, you know, even even having seen the movie twice and having it explained twice, I'm still not 100% sure about how it all worked. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it mattered that much. It doesn't. And so the sort of lull in the second act of the movie, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of exposition about the pathways that can be taken and, and how el- it's all going to get done. And the Alphaverse, which yeah, is like, oh my God. Yeah, it was just a bit, a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it a little slow and a little, a little thick in the middle, mm-hmm. a little padded. And... Um, the other thing that, and this is a, this is sort of a humble brag. I've been reading Cormac McCarthy, as you know. I'm trying to be a Cormac McCarthy completist, and just reading his most recent was called The Passenger, and then there was a follow up called Stella Maris. And in that book, there was a a young woman, not unlike the Stephanie Sue character, who is brilliant beyond all comparison, and who comes to the realization that nothing matters. So it's this nihilistic element in it, um, and I just thought like it was actually a little darker than it needed to be. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of rollicking and fun and absurd and comedic. And then there's also this like darkness and maybe that's a w- bit of a weird juxtaposition. I just found like it was trying to do ev- like, as the title suggests, it was trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people might find it chaotic and the nonlinear storytelling and the way the camera cuts and the fracturing of the, the, the lens literally, literally, um, I think might put some viewers off, um, but it's a minor criticism. I'm, I'm nitpicking, not making a major uh, criticism here. I need more time to think about what I didn't like. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back. Okay. Okay. 
we're back. Yay. We took a break. You gave some time, some thought. We've only been gone for four or five days. That's not too long. <laughs> um, so what did you not like? What did you struggle with in the movie? Okay, so this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler. Um, I want to get back to what you were saying about nihilism. I do agree that this has a nihilism bent to it, but at it, I mean, it's a happy ending. Like in the end, things do matter, right? So I think it's a little bit of a or is comment. It, is it that things matter, things don't matter, but it's okay that they don't matter as long as you have people you love? No, I think it's that things matter. Okay. That, that your actions matter and that what you do matters and that what who you love matters. All those things matter. And um, that it's, that I thought it was a little bit of a comment on our society world at large right now, which seems to be freaking burning down around us. And uh, that, you know, like it, that things, things still do matter that, that, you know, it's easy to say, well, nothing matters. The world is ending anyway. And that that's not, that's not these directors opinion or not accurate you know, that's in their view. That's a timely message, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way. I think you got a good point there. One thing I didn't like about it was, uh, and this is the spoiler, uh, the bagel. Right. That, that, that what uh, Stephanie Sue, what um, Jobu Tabaki. Jobu Tabaki's character is doing is she, she, she's built a bagel. This is what she's done. Is she's built built uh, basically a portal in which she can kill herself because she's so tired of experience experiencing everything everywhere all at once. And it's like, you know, broken her brain and made her made her evil. And so she um, has literally taken everything hopes, dreams, asbestos, salt, salt. Yeah. She's salt. Um, and made this bagel, made this like rotating weird portal that is going, that will find because it's because it represents everything everywhere at once. She can walk into the center of it and it will kill her finally. Um, and I thought that was dumb. I just thought like, it didn't need to be a bagel. It's mm -hmm. so stupid. It's so the hot dog figures worked for me because it's, it was like absurdist to the point of being like the point of it was that it was absurd. And I guess that the bagel is supposed to be the same thing. It just didn't work for me on the same level. I thought it's it a hat on a hat. Yeah. I thought it was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd be remiss as a movie fan uh, to, if I didn't mention to you that Joe Boo is the name of the voodoo God that Hector Serrano in major league is sacrificing and making prayers to in order to bless his bat to hit home runs. I wonder, did they, I, so I don't know if that's where they got that from. Do you think that, that that's no, a point? No, I don't. But like everybody else's name means something. So what does that one mean? I don't that's know. Like, so I that's, don't know. That's crappy internet research. Maybe we'll start the next episode with that. Yeah. Okay. One, one other question. Yeah. Did Morpheus explain the Matrix better than Waymond explained the multiverse? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Categorically. But it matters more in the Matrix what the Matrix is. Also, there were visuals of what it was, right? In this, it's not like, yes, they give you a map and yes, they show you some of the different multiverses, but it's not its not as simple, to be honest, as the Matrix. The Matrix is very, really at the core, is a very simple idea, right? Aliens have put us into goo and are- Not aliens, honey, robots. Whatever, Frig. That's, this is what we're headed into, right? Artificial intelligence. If anyone's doing reading on that, like we're, we're headed for the Matrix. But like robots have taken us and put us into goo and are like, feeding off our bodies and we just in our brains are living our lives right that's the yeah, best of the matrix yeah, yeah. i just explained it in one sentence and that's me who's not real bright so then we've got this other thing that's that's just way bigger and more complicated than that mm. right so i think that this it wasn't possible for wayman to explain it as well as morpheus explained okay. the matrix not a fair question all right so just real quick um before we wrap things up acting awards michelle Yeoh nominated for best actress Key Kwan nominated for best supporting. I got a Jamie Lee yeah, for I... best supporting actress and Stephanie Sue for best supporting actress. Um, do you think that? I'm sorry. Back the train up. He didn't get a nomination for best actor. 
the best supporting actor. Oh, best supporting. Okay. Yeah. All right. He TV should have been best actor. That's so dumb. do you, I mean, right now, are these your favorite acting performances? Yes. Uh, okay. Looking at the list, I can see why he Kwan is in best supporting and not best actor. Cause I wouldn't want to put him up against uh, Elvis, Austin Butler for Elvis. Okay. Honestly. And I, I haven't seen any of the other ones. So I, I, maybe the other ones are great too. And that's why they wouldn't put him in there. But I can see immediately why they wouldn't put it, why he wouldn't want to be in there, right? Uh, as far as campaigning goes, campaigning for best supporting. Uh, if I'm looking at all of them, yes. So worthy nominees all. All. And I think that there's no way, if, if Stephanie Sue doesn't doesn't win for best supporting, that it, and she's not going to, right? Because Angela Bassett's going to win. Um, it's a loaded category. Oh my God. Yep. I can't, I, I, I gotta watch, I gotta watch Wakanda forever. We're gonna be, oh, okay. Enjoy that's, that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I just think she did such a good job that she absolutely deserves that nomination, okay. if not that Oscar. Do you support Everything Everywhere All at Once as the best picture? Yes. So far, we've looked at four now movies. Yes. You put Everything Everywhere All at Once where? Number one. Number one. Number one. And I have since the beginning because it has something to say and it says it in an entertaining fashion. Those are my two things. Those are my two checkboxes. Elvis didn't have anything to say. Elvis was a guy that lived and could sing. Uh, yeah, I'm leaving Tom, Elvis at the bottom of my list. Tom Cruise. Avatar is slightly above it. Avatar, not a whole lot to say. No, nothing about our world anyways. Nothing, no deeper meaning. Um, Top Gun, Airplane Go Fast. Like, it's just not, nothing else, uh, nothing else that we've watched so far has had a point. The only other one, the only, actually there's two others that I think are going to have something to say in an entertaining way. Maybe three. Because I've done some research, Matt. I've cheated on our project and I've done some research okay. and now I know what, what some of them are about. I think Triangle of Sadness is going to have something to say, but that I may not may not agree with it or may have a problem with what, it, not a problem with what it's saying, but who's saying it? Who's saying it about, about what they're saying? I may have an issue with that. Okay. Okay. And Women Talking is going to have something to say, but I don't know if it's going to be in an entertaining fashion. And I think Tar has something to say. But again, not sure it's going to be entertaining. Certainly not as entertaining as everything everywhere all at once. Okay. That's all. I think think? if I'm voting with my heart, Top Gun is still ahead. Um, I roll. Everything Everywhere is a very close second. And then we have the other two falling farther and farther down the list. Even after my... I'm almost almost willing to lock Elvis in at number 10 out of 10. Wow. um, And lock Avatar in at 9. Like, I'm I'm pretty confident that everything else is going to slot in above those. Agreed. But Agreed. I, right now, um, I would have these these two movies, you know, probably very staunchly in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, and just interesting to see where a few of these other ones that we haven't yet seen will slot in. I wish that we could, that they released what order they came in in with the votes in the end because we could we could rank them and then see if our ranking was correct yeah right but that's not, that's not how it works okay. um even even after even after my thoughtful you hadn't thought of it this is a comment on our society at large you still don't think that it it's it's better than top gun top gun had nothing to say as, as sheer entertainment we're, we're not talking about sheer entertainment we're talking about oscar best picture which i have <laughs> deemed as entertaining and has something important to say yeah I don't know that you don't agree with me. You think that it just should be entertaining. No. Okay. Um, I, I really like, I hadn't thought this through uh-huh. enough. I understand what you're saying. And artistically there's a lot happening. Uh-huh. I think that the everythingness of it 
will turn people off. Mm. So there's my personal taste, and then there's what I think will win best picture. But we're talking about here's the thing: we're not talking about turning people off. We're not talking about like my mom and brother who are like I, they're always the people I think of as like they come people. up a lot on this podcast. Well, I'm just saying like the, half of them. The average, the, the I think of them as being the average movie viewers, right? And if they don't like something. I assume most people are going to like it, even if you and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So I have no idea if they'd like this movie or not. I they wouldn't. I'm telling you right now, it's too complicated. And I, but we're not talking about the average moviegoer. We're talking about the academy, and the academy likes movies. Absolutely. That's my story. Okay. <laughs> I, no disagreement from me on no, that. They like they like artsy movies. They like movies. Okay. That, they, they like movies. Well, really, we are ballot boxing tonight, eh? <laughs> we are sparring. I don't feel like we're arguing. I'm just like, I'm trying to make a point. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I still like Top Gun just to buy a nose. <sighs> All right. Sorry. What's, that's okay. You don't have to apologize. What's our next for your dumb uh, opinion? What's our next? <laughs> what's our next best picture nominee? I don't know. Um, uh, we keep saying All Quiet on the Western Front and done. then not Let's starting. do it. Let's All do right. it. All Quiet. All right. Thanks for listening, friends. Thank and you. we will uh, be back in a few days after we've had, we found an hour, two hours and 20 minutes. Isn't Something it? like that. that really yeah. long, um, to watch All Quiet on the Western Front. That's our next title. We're committing to it. What's up, Ireland? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.